advantage of the day. Right. When you get an opportunity in this game, you make a play. Yeah. The playmakers on three. One, two, three. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby. And welcome again to another edition of Defending the Kingdom. Mitch Holtis with you, the voice of the Chiefs, along with the man we call the shop, the barber shop, the Spider-Man. Sean Barber, 10-year NFL veteran, and Matt McMullen. We got him so buried, that dude. He's on about 50 different projects. So uh, we'll have him back next week. But Matt is uh, doing lots of stuff right now. All right. Uh, let's just put it out there, first of all, that the Defending the Kingdom is brought to you by the great folks at 360 Vodka, hometown, Kansas City's hometown vodka, the official vodka of the Chiefs' kingdom. Also, we have surpassed da -da -da -da, one million Folks that have checked in with Defending the Kingdom and our vast array of however you uh, find us, uh, watch us, or listen to us. So past the one million mark, that's pretty good, Shop, to get uh, past that mark. Hey, man, you talk about moving the goal line. <laughs> we at, All eyes were set at that one million mark. And at this moment, this morning, you know what we do? We don't celebrate. We move the mark to two million. So hey, be a part of the two million march movement. Get Defending the Kingdom to that two million mark. If Mahomes can throw 35 touchdown passes in September with no picks, we can get to $2 million on defending the kingdom. Let's do it. Before we jump into this episode, which I am calling to blitz or not to blitz, that is the question. We brought up Thomas Wolfe uh, a couple weeks ago. We're so cultured on this yes, show. Yes, we are. And you went to private school, University of Richmond, so you're a smart guy. I went to public school. Uh, anyway, uh, we're gonna, we run in Thomas Wolfe. We're going to bring in Shakespeare this week. But before we do that, it's always fun. We've put it out there. Uh, the folks really across the world that are watching and listening to Defending the Kingdom. We said, hey, where are you checking in? And you've got a few, including yes. some of your past here. Oh, definitely. I got my, my first of all, is my Mimi and Poppy, right? My in-laws from Atlanta, <laughs> Georgia, right down there in McDonough, a little about, about, about 35 minutes south, um, Highway 75 out of, outside of Georgia. They check in, obviously, every time I'm on Defending the Kingdom and every time they hear Mitch, the voice, talk about what's going on uh, after the game to summarize what went up. But I obviously want to take your insight and see what's coming up on the uh, Chiefs' uh, schedule. But not only him, more importantly, uh, Coach Jim Reed, University of Richmond's own, more legendary in the Northeast region because he was the, the legendary coach at UMass. Won so many championships up there when the Atlantic 10 division was a part of it. Used to kick our butts when I was at Richmond. But then he came. <laughs> they said, if you can't beat him, join him. Yeah. Came to Richmond, was our defensive coordinator, and my head coach for a number of years at Richmond. Salute, hats off to a, 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 a mountain of a man. Love it. I got a couple this week that are fun. Uh, one, you know I'm from Smith Center, Kansas. You've oh, been there. Yeah. The Jiffy Burger, baby. Jiffy Burger. Uh, but they have big tailgates there. It's great high school football. It's the best small school high school football league in the state of Kansas. Of course, they've won 10 state titles there. But uh, I found out that the, they prepared the tailgate. It was landmark implement, and they were listening and watching to Defending the Kingdom while they're flipping burgers and doing hot dogs for the tailgate. So, hey, on. take Defending the Kingdom to your tailgate. The other one was really cool because Pine Ridge, South Dakota, they were putting together a playground. It's the Where Angels Play Foundation. Mm. So sometimes you go down a rabbit hole, it gets kind of crazy. This rabbit hole is good to go down. Uh, find, uh, go to a search engine and find Where Angels Play Foundation. They have done uh, playgrounds all over the world. They've done them on Ontario, Canada, and Rwanda. Here's how they started. Remember the terrible tragedy at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Connecticut back in 2012. 28 yes. uh, children were killed and teachers. They started a program where they would build a uh, playgrounds to memorialize those kids and teachers that were lost. Mm -hmm. That's how it started. 
Now it's gone on to places like Rwanda. They were doing it with the Ogallala uh, uh, Lakota Sioux tribe that has a brand new playground put together by the Warrior Angels Play Foundation. Man, we talk about protecting your village and what an amazing uh, village this program has adopted. They adopted not only their backyard, but the nation, not, yeah. but the world, the world, the world yeah. right? Worldwide, um, such an appreciation to a group like that um, for such a, uh, just a, a I mean, a, a, it warms your heart to know that mm. there's, um, uh, they've been able to make a, a, a positive impact off such a traumatic um, event. And what do they listen to and watch during breaks while they're on these playground jobs? This, <laughs> defending the kingdom. These are Chiefs fans. Yes, sir. Uh, that actually are centered in New Jersey that love, love the Chiefs. All right, let's jump into this episode of Defending the Kingdom, uh, and we're calling it to blitz or not to blitz. So we're bringing in Shakespeare. We're bringing in the wisdom of your father, Smoke Barber. Smoke Barber. Um, we just lost him last fall. But we're bringing in smoke here because we want to talk about when is it proper to blitz or not to blitz? And why do we bring it up this week? Because to me, it is the story of the Ravens-Chiefs game on Sunday night football. No team has blitzed more than the Baltimore Ravens over the past four seasons. What do you think it uh, when you hear blitz or not blitz? Well, the first person that comes up to your mind is their D coordinator, right? Uh, Wink Martindale. He's a, a tremendous blitz uh, architect. He, he 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 builds a blitz package. It's so hard to know where he's coming from, who he's bringing, and and how often he's bringing it. Um, and a lot of time when he's not bringing pressure, it almost feels like he is because he wants to speed up the quarterback's um, internal clock. And so when the blitz and when not the blitz, I mean against, against a guy like Pat Mahomes, it's almost no great opportunity, no great time, no great moment or situation in the game that's going to be advantageous to a defense to blitz because he has enough elusiveness to just get that extra step, that one extra click to allow his offensive guy to beat your coverage. And then, hey, it's a big play either for the defense or the offense. That's the thing about the blitz package you understand. It's going to be a big play. So either it's going to be a sack that sets up a second or third and long, or it's going to be a first down or a touchdown. And uh, you got to have the right guys, the right dudes on that back end to allow yourself to blitz and, 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 and um leave those cornerbacks and safeties uncovered. But then you also have this, the, the right guys up front that can actually get there against one-on-one. -on -one. And so to blitz or not to blitz, hey, man, it, it's like uh, six or half a dozen. Which one do you want? <laughs> Wink Martindale, and I respect him. He's been around the league a long time. But wasn't that like a game show host? <laughs> wasn't that like <laughs> so, like Drew Carey or Steve Harvey yeah. back in the day? It's like with the big, long microphone. Wink Martindale. I thought, man, he's coordinating the Baltimore defense. But your point about Mahomes is a good one. In fact, looking it up, Mahomes, uh, last year, he had a, a blitz rate, a quarterback rating against the Blitz of 134.5. Mm. That was the best by any quarterback in five seasons. <laughs> so it's like half dozen. Well, maybe, maybe it's a whole dozen eggs because yeah. he, he almost like wants you to blitz. The process of a quarterback, when we talk about how to dissect the Blitz, is first of all, you have to realize where they're coming from. Who's coming, and do you have enough blockers to account for it? Those are things that the quarterbacks have to make a split-second adjustment and decision upon. And then you have to know how your offensive play matches up against the defense to know where you're going to throw the ball. What makes Pat Mahomes so special, everybody can say, it's the way his central processing unit, that CPU, <laughs> right, it works on a whole different level. He's, he's been at 5G for his whole lifetime when it comes to processing defenses and coverages and things like that. And being able to have the arm talent and mobility to get the ball there from any arm slots off your back foot. He doesn't need to step up and climb the pocket to deliver the ball 60 yards down the field, as we saw from last Sunday. That is a 
it's, it's an amazingly challenging situation for any defense to be in. He makes you pay. When you blitz and don't get there, your defense will pay. To back up your point, he was the second least blitz quarterback in the last half of the season last year. And when you saw it in the playoffs or Super Bowl 55, they weren't going to blitz him. Todd Bowles loves to blitz. He's like, I'm just going to get my animals to rush four, and then I'm going to drop seven into coverage. Against the Browns, I counted 61 snaps. They blitzed him only 12 times. Like they couldn't help themselves. But when they did, he had a 22-yarder to Tyreek Hill. The 75-yarder mm-hmm. is a blitz where they're, they're tired of getting Kelsey to eat them up, and they're like, let's give it a shot. And then he makes that play. So, But here are the Ravens. Like This is what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And that, to me, is the crux of this game. What will the Ravens do? And, and can Mahomes continue to do his magic against it? Well, pride is a, is a you know, they say pride comes before the fall. <laughs> and so before the fall of the Ravens, will comes their pride. And, and you got to either stand for something or you'll fall for everything. And the, the Ravens, game in and game out throughout the season, have always stood behind their pressure package. They've been able to blitz everybody, get there. They, they, even though you give up some big plays, they feel like the possession, it gets them the ball back. They have this amazing run game. They can eat up the clock. They can limit your possessions due to their offense being um, so, so, um, so good at just maintaining and possessing the ball. That has been their mantra. But they've had some great pass rushers. They've had a great D-line, great Patrick Queen, great linebackers. Mm-hmm. They've been able to be a part of that core over and over. Losing Justin Peters uh, um, on the back end, that's a – I mean, say he has some good and bad qualities, but he's a tremendous asset to be able to go mano a mano against almost any wide receiver in this league. And for him to be lost for the season – um, it, it, maybe they just haven't adjusted right. Um, you talk about last week against or uh, Monday night against the Raiders. Um, it's it's, it's going to be going to be, be be tricky to see what they do, who they match up against, who, and how can they still des- design and develop some sort of pressure package against weapons like the Cheetah, Kelsey, even um, D. Rob and the other guys we got. We got Pringle. We got we got we have so many weapons to come at them. It's 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 hard for me to believe you're going to leave any of those guys on an island when you know that the, the advantage goes to the Chiefs. I wanna, I'm going to further ask you more on this. Just a couple other notes on Mahomes against the Blitz, which is crazy. Uh, his average uh, per play, 9.1 against the Blitz since 2018. That's the best in the NFL by far. Uh, his passer rating against the Blitz since 2018 became the main starter, uh, best in the National Football League. And to your point, we mentioned this is what Baltimore does. This is what Wick Martindale does. Last year, they had a game, the Baltimore Ravens, where they had five different defensive backs that got a sack. That had never happened in the history of the National Football League in 101 years. Five different DBs. But you already mentioned Marcus Peters is out for the year. They didn't have Jimmy Smith against the Raiders either. So now you got some young guys. You still got Marlon Humphrey, a really good player. Those safeties are good, but I feel like they're better blitzers than cover guys. And then all of a sudden, they just continue to do what they do. We're just going to keep, you know, full throttle and we're going to bring them, bring in six, bring in seven. But I almost could argue it lost the game for them because it put some guys in situations that gave the Raiders opportunities I'm not sure they're going to have if you didn't just go all out crazy blitz. Man, the process is the process. And I think that they, they feel like they have a better chance coming after you than sitting back and playing um, a vanilla-type defense. Obviously, you can't just play cover three and cover two against Pat Mahomes. He'll eat that up for lunch, dinner, and breakfast every day of the week. Um, but you think you got to do some things creative. You're going to have to do some things with that defensive front, those linebackers. Like you said, you're going to have to bring secondary guys to create some 
some, some, some looks of pressure, even though you're still having seven guys in coverage. Maybe you drop it in and bring a corner off the edge. And a lot of that is based off of our offensive personnel and how we lined up. If we line up with tight ends and, and slot receivers too close to the box, well, that allows a corner or safety to act like he's in coverage but still come maybe a delayed blitz, a delayed rush, different creativity, things like that that creates pressure, and you're hoping that you're creating pressure that Pat Mahomes isn't ready for. But then, again, that becomes Pat Mahomes has a photographic memory. Hmm. He's been watching so much film. He knows these Ravens. It's a reason he's been so successful against the Ravens for so, since he's been in the league. He's seen all the looks. He knows all the variations, and it's so hard to trick him and get him off his game. And, and it's just not done often. Even, and even if you do do it for the first half, well, we got a halftime to go in and talk about it and rediscover it. He only needs a good quarter to put up 24, 21 points. And if you don't have a great enough league and you can't possess the ball, keep it out of Pat's hands, it, it's al- as always has been so far a recipe for disaster. Part of the reason – the Ravens have been the best blitzing team, and you alluded to it. They've had superior personnel. They don't have Matt Judon anymore, yeah. but they got Oway. They they use the trade. We get Orlando Brown Jr. from them. Uh, it's the 31st pick. They use it on a guy that is a kind of a blitzer guy, even though he didn't have a sack his last year at Penn State. He got a sack in the game against the Raiders. Their bigs are good. Calais Campbell is yes. still there. Dude's a moose. Uh, <laughs> and then you look at Derek Wolf. He's moose number two. And then you've got Justin Houston yeah. now in there. With a so, little edge, he's gonna have an edge. You know, he's gonna come. He's gonna. He's, he's, he's gonna have a little bit of a, a, a axe to grind against the Kansas City Chiefs. But you look forward to that. Who doesn't have an axe to grind against the Chiefs? How successful that we've been over the last few years, right? And so when when you when you when you find yourself being not a part of what is going on here, not a part of the package, what whatever direction the team has gone, and you decide that. You know, Justin Houston, you're not really part of the future. We, we commend you, and we thank for everything you've done for the Chiefs' kingdom. You're part of the foundation, but you're just not part of the future. And for him to feel like he had a little bit more left in the tank, oh, we're going to get every, bit of, every ounce of gas he got left in the tank is going to be released on Sunday against the Chiefs, and we're going to have to block him. And the interesting thing, he usually lines up on the right side of the Ravens' defense. Orlando Brown Jr., the former Raven, will have to block him some, a lot, in this game. But you mentioned Queen. I love Queen coming out of LSU as a linebacker. He had a middle gap blitz that was outstanding against the Raiders. It was like 1,000 – nope, gone, dead, plays dead. But let's bring up the point of the Chiefs' young offensive line here. Let's flip it back now to the red and gold side. I really like what they did in the middle of of picking up A-gap blitzes against the Browns. I thought they did an excellent job. Patrick talked about a Monday night show, Kingdom show that I did with him. He's worked so hard on pocket presence – Stepping up into the pocket, trust is going to pick those up. But how much, because the Ravens do bring calculus three in blitzing to a young offensive line, do they want to play some mind games and kind of mind jack those guys in the middle and try to get some of those A and B gap blitzes? So it's, it's multiple ways you can pick up blitzes and, and pressures, but what you want to do is either decide it's going to be a big on big where our line is picking up their D line, or you're going to slide the protection, which means we start the center, he counts the mic, and if you're my guard, you got the next guy beside the mic, you've my tackle, you got the third guy out, and we just count them off one, two, three, and we got those five. Anybody else has come, that's the running back tight end's position to pick up. So there's two different ways to do it, slide protection or man-on-man. And and how we choose to do it has to do with how much time we need for Pat to have back there. Obviously, in a man-on-man type thing, uh, it's it's a little bit easier to have those one-on-ones get beat, get immediate pressure on the quarterback. But usually when you slide, 
sometimes they don't bring enough, and now we got some free guys that can go help. And that, that seems to create a little bit longer um, um, a little bit longer time clock for Pat to get rid of the ball. And, and Baltimore does it both ways. They, they bring a lot of pressure up those A-gaps like we saw from um, Queen against the Raiders. Mm. Um, and that, that's going to test Creed Humphreys, right, as a center. Um, he's going to set the coverage. He's going to set the protection. And he has to be able to work pass guys off, um, work combo protection blocks. And when he's free, he's going to have to clean up the clean, they call it clean the pocket up. Sometimes when a defensive line is sitting there trying to get his hands on the ball, <laughs> it's not good. You got to clean him up. You got to force that guy to keep his hands down so that we can complete passes. So our offensive line is going to be challenged early. But these, these, these guys are young and hungry. And they've been asking our, I think, over and over since training camp, Give, keep giving us, keep feeding us. Feed us more and more and more and more so that we can go out there and produce and put up. We put up the third third or fourth, only two or three teams scored more points than we. And I think that a lot of people thought we struggled, right? Yeah, we we yeah. struggled offense. We wasn't really clicking on all on all pistons, but we still end up in the top five and scoring each week. So um, it, it's going to be so hard to think that there's any defensive scheme that's going to do anything besides maybe, you know, be more of a speed bump for the Chiefs rather than actually stop Pat Mahomes in our offense. Talking about cleaning up the pocket, one of the things I kind of like to see is Trey Smith clean up the pocket because what he'll do, the Chiefs rookie right guard, mm. he'll put you in the garbage disposal and turn on the switch. <clears throat> pocket is clean, and you're just kind of like a bit of ash. I know what play you're talking about. Are you like that one? No, you were a linebacker. You were a linebacker. You were a linebacker. You didn't like it. He Ooh. ear-holed that dude. Ear hold him. The Pat Mahomes scramble for the touchdown. If you ain't seen it, Go watch it. The last block at the goal line. Trey Smith. He Garbage took, disposal. Guillotine. He took the guy's head off. The guy, <laughs> the guy was laying on the ground, throwing up an imaginary flag. I, I thought it was the white flag. He was like, it's over. I'm done. Take me, bring the cart out here, scrape me up off the field. A Mack truck mm. just hit me, and I don't know the license plate. I don't know anything else about it, but it was amazing. Let's bring a couple footbally nerd things here because you talked about, hey, I'm going to block the third guy over. Oh, yeah. So many times people have said, why is the quarterback pointing to that guy? Well, he's identifying the mic. How much of your counting system here is I'm going to identify 44 is the mic, 44 is the mic. Now all of a sudden the line does their protection based on the scheme you've got called off the counting system, but my beacon of counting is off that whomever the quarterback dictates count off this guy. And that's why everybody has to be on the same page. And it's not even – you don't want to be on your, 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 your page if you think it's right. If everybody sees things through Pat's eyes, see, see it the way Pat sees it. If they got a stacked alignment, then the guy at the line is the next number, right? It's not the guy coming off the, off the line. So that's going to be zero, zero, one, two, three. Don't, don't get it mixed up and leave a free hitter. See it through Pat's eyes. However he want. We, we watch film together. Pat, how do you see this defense looking? All right, that's my zero. Like you said, 44 is a zero. So that means the, the DTs are ones, and then the two linebackers are twos, ends are threes. Okay, let's go run protection. Boom. Well, how about that guy stacks? Well, if they stack, let's go ahead and slide right. Let's, let's simplify it. If they do too many uh, movements and knives and edges and ETs and TEs, all these different types of stunts, well, we're just going to slide the protection, buy me an extra second, and we're going to make them pay with a double move. That's how it's done 
each and every uh, play, every uh, week as we prepare for a, a different team, a different defense. It's all about seeing things. Coach Bienemy, Coach Reed, they see things through Pat's eyes because how he calls it and sees it, that's how you execute. And you want these young offensive linemen now are going to face the best blitzing team in the NFL, the Calc 3 blitzers, I call them, of the Baltimore Ravens, to see it through Pat's eyes. Make sure that counting system is good on who's the zero, who's the beacon, who do we set our time uh, off of our blocking uh, numbering system. All right. Okay, let's go to the other side of you being a defensive player. Okay, I know we horrified you with the ear hole shot <laughs> by Trey Smith and talking about uh, garbage disposals. You played defense in this league for 10 years. Mm-hmm. When I ask you about this week, or let's talk about blitzing in this game because I think it's the biggest thing of this game, your eyes lit up. What about – let's talk about what makes a good blitzing team. Why have the Ravens, other than the per- personnel – and they've got a lot of new personnel here. They're going to f- trying to figure this out just with their injuries and the salary cap and such. I mean, they can't page Matt Judon. All right, so what makes a good blitzing team with even personnel? Well, it talks about, first of all, it's the, you, you said it first, it's personnel. You got to have the ends and the corners to be able to bring pressure. You got to have the ends that can get there and then the corners that can reroute and stay with these receivers. That's, the, that's the, the basic first priority of any bliss package. Make sure you get some solid rush ends and make sure you get cornerbacks to have great feet that can mirror and they can run and, um, and, 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 and make plays on the ball down the field. After that, it becomes a, a little bit of a, a chess, little cat and mouse game because you have to Work of the skies. You have to make something look like something else in order to make that quarterback hold the ball just one extra second. The way these quarterbacks have been trained and all the film study, the offensive quarter, everybody knows what everybody does now. So you got to make your blitz cover one look like cover zero. You got to make your cover zero look like three deep. You got to make your three deep look like you're bringing pressure. And the Ravens will do it over and over again where they have eight guys at the line of scrimmage. You only got five to block. You bring a running back, you bring a tight end, that's seven. They still got one more. Mm-hmm. So you have to, through film study, figure out which of these guys, there's some tendency, whether a guy has his feet in the wrong position or the way a guy's a, a yard or two outside of the line of scrimmage, there's something they're giving away where you can determine who's coming and who's not. And even when you don't determine that and there is a free hitter, you have to have a person at the quarterback position that can – um, acknowledge that and know he has to get rid of the ball. Sometimes one of the best plays in, in football is an incomplete pass. You don't take the sack, you live for another down, and you, let, you wait for the next time they show that same look, and then you make them pay. And I think that's the maturation process we're seeing right now in Patrick Mahomes. I think from 2018 to now, that very thing, and it, and, it's, and it continues to progress. He's not there. It's not a finished product. He admits it. But at that very fact is what we're seeing Patrick do better. Just throw it. It's incomplete. You got, is second and ten bother you? It don't bother – third and ten bother Mahomes? It doesn't bother him. And if, when he sees it again, that, that memory kicks in. But going back to uh, – let's talk when blitz, blitzes don't work. And when they don't work, I mean – Wow, you talk about risk-reward. And again, I think the Raiders lost or won the game, and the Ravens lost the game because of the fact that Derek Carr thought it's going to be cover zero. Man, this is a blitz zero, and I got trips over here. If I just bump Humphrey enough, which they did, I have 40 yards of the field to throw to my dude. It's just like the Patrick Mahomes play to Tyreek Hill. When I saw it, I'm like, what are the Ravens doing? They just handed the game to him. It, it always happens when you say in some of the most critical moments mm. because I believe that there is that mentality of 
the last thing I want you to do is be able to continue to hold the ball and wait for receivers to uncover when it's a, when it's a do or die down, when it's a, a crucial third down, a crucial drive in the game. You just you want to make that quarterback's internal time just, just pick up. You want him to deliver the ball before he's ready. That helps the defense make plays. And then you also want to create a situation where he's not so sure about what you're doing defensively. You want to create that little bit of that doubt, right, that, that lack of trust that the guys are going to pick up the, the – the, the blitzers, the way we did it in practice. And, and when you start seeing those ghosts, I mean, that, that, that can cause a lot of confusion itself when you talk about uh, how our offense produces and products and um, has an has, has ability to be as fish, efficient as possible when you talk about uh, getting the ball down the field. Another one of the top four blitzing teams in the NFL is the Kansas City Chiefs, but that's a whole other episode because we can go to the Chiefs side of this equation and what Spags does with his blitzing, but we're going to watch the next several weeks, and we'll jump back in with you to do another Defending the Kingdom uh, on that one. But we brought some uh, Shakespeare into this show, to blitz or to not to blitz. That is the question. And to me, Shop, I am really interested to see what will happen Sunday night in that very regard. Man, it's one question. Do you want to be the hammer or do you want to be the nail? <laughs> to blitz or not to blitz, that is the question. We're going to find out on Sunday night. And both hammers and nails like 360 Vodka, the official vodka, the Kansas City Chiefs of the Chiefs Kingdom and Kansas City's hometown vodka. Sunday night football, Chiefs and Ravens. I'm Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs. He's Sean Barber, Barber Shop. Matt will be back with us next week once we get him out of 400 projects. Anyway, thanks for joining us on this edition of Defending the Kingdom. touchdown! Lock it down! And the celebration begins at Arrowhead.